Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. That's Lars Fredrickson. I'm Dennis Farrell. Lars, we are against, I, I feel like I say this every show, but we are against the time this week. We have emails to get to, wrestlingperspective at gmail.com. Send us your questions, your hot takes, your thoughts, whatever you, what you have for dinner. We don't give a fuck. Send it to us. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, send it all, except yeah. for nudes. No nudes. Well, I mean. No. No, no nudes. No, Anyways. I don't want any... No. Go ahead. I'll... I'll forward mine to you if you want. I mean, that's that's your discretion, but don't ever use my name because I, I, you know, I'm already embarrassed enough doing this. <laughs> what, what, you know, what are we, what are we doing, Dennis? What's going on today? All right. Well, listen, we got a ton of emails to get to. Once okay. again, wrestlingperspective@gmail.com. And before we get to them, I want to say thank you to everybody who subscribed to and followed to us on iTunes. We are like, uh, as of this recording, we're like thirteenth. In podcasts, I keep sending you the wow. pictures of us like moving up and down the rankings because they're like ever flowing. It's yeah. pretty good when you see your name like right above Jeff Jarrett's podcast and right <laughs> above Road Dog. You can suck that Road Dog. I have well, no you know, no, neither do I. I'd love to actually have him on the show. I think he'd be an incredible guest. Yes, you know, and- we can put over your podcast too. I've actually listened to it once or twice. All right, um, it's pretty funny. It's actually pretty entertaining. The guy that I always wanted to interview, and, and it's just for selfish reasons, is I mean, there's so many, obviously, but the more and more I think about it, probably Jim Cornette. I'd love yeah. to have Jim Cornette on the show. All right. If he, I don't even know if he, if he does that, though. I don't either, but uh, 
I mean, if only someone knew who his wife was and could get in contact. I mean, oh, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, we'll get to the shameless shilling at the end of the show, but let's get to these emails real quick because we got Levi Shapiro. I can't wait to start talking to this guy. But uh, Marcus from H Town, if you had to start one wrestling promotion with one wrestler today, who would it be? CM Punk, straight up. Ah, boy, I can't argue with that one. I, I thought you'd go MJF. I, you know, but I mean, here's the thing: when you got a guy like CM Punk, he can make or make make you the best heel in the world or the best face in the world. So it's like no matter what you do, if you have that one pivotal guy that can go and has a long history of being an incredible baby face or an incredible heel. I mean, throughout his career, he's been both on many different occasions. I prefer him as a heel, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's the one guy that I think that is still relevant, that still would bring eyes to the product. I think it's a great loss for AEW. Uh, but, you know, I mean, who knows? I, I'm going to go with Roman Reigns. I'm going to be that guy. Just one of the hottest. I mean, the merch sales alone. So we'll keep moving on. Aaron from Jacksonville. If you had to pick a day at a time, a day in a time slot for one wrestling show that is not on TV right now, i.e. Ring of Honor, MLW, NWA, AEW, Dark, what show would it be? What channel and what time slot? would be perfect for that. Why you think, why you think I'm going to jump in and I say for me, give me NWA at midnight on a Saturday. Huh? Cause that just feels like the ultimate time slot for that show. Yeah. I, I would probably go, you know, I miss like the afternoon wrestling straight up. I loved Saturday afternoon wrestling or Sunday, you know, so I would do like a one o'clock time slot and I would want something different. I would want, I would either want an MLW or an NWA one o'clock time slot on, let's just say ESPN. Good. Uh, Here's a critique from our Medusa interview and you know how we do well with critiques, don't you? So I can't wait to get to this. This comes from Code Black. The fact that you had to state that you respect women and have daughters is very cringy. You don't get extra brownie points for doing something you should already be doing in in an ideal world. Everyone should have respect for other people in general. Code Black, I'm going to tell you to suck a fat one on this one. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) I I have a daughter, and it's no secret in the wrestling world, and a lot of even the the male wrestlers don't even watch women's wrestling. So to have to bring that up in that interview, it's called storytelling, buddy. You know, I'm not looking for brownie points. As a matter of fact, I got my brownie point right here. One. All right, Code Black, so fuck off. I didn't do it for brownie points. I did it to set up a story and to make a point. I have a woman. I have a daughter as a woman, woman, daughter. And uh, I'm proud of that. And I want people to respect her. And it was part of the story. So, Well, I think and also the context in what you brought that up, um, you know, I feel like you were also making, like you said, making the point that you understand to us, to a, to the best of your ability, you know, as a father, you know, and how you look at women now or your daughter or whatever it is, because, you know, I felt it was appropriate that you did that. I I don't have any qualms. And as a, as a father to be to a daughter um, that's coming here 
and in about six months, uh, you know, I, you know, I don't know. I'm, I probably would have said the same thing just to kind of level the playing field a little bit. Yes. Well, thank you. Uh, Miguel from Reno, uh, two-part question. Uh, have you guys ever done a live broadcast or considered doing one? Uh, where, where, where fans can chat in real time with you? If not, is it because uh, the wrestlers or large might, Lars might be worried about getting the podcast demonetized because of their language? No, we just haven't. We talk, we, we've, we've flirted with the idea. That's all we'll say. Uh, yeah. We'll give everybody enough notice if we decide to pull a trigger on something like that. But for us, it's got to be the right guest. It's yeah. got to be the right day. We don't want to have a guest that we have to worry about. He may get himself in trouble with something he says. Uh, you know, that's the one thing. Well, we no, I mean, I think honestly, it's, but here's another thing, you know, as a performer myself, doing the live interview with submitted questions. I feel like when it's not, you know, I mean, I'm not a professional at this, right? I mean, you're more professional than I am. Barely. In that sense. Well, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like when you have a guest on and you're bringing in questions from people on the internet, I mean, it's like a wide open thing where anybody can say anything at any time and not be accountable for it. So a lot of people do really stupid shit in that setting so the idea is is like you know as far as me myself and dennis are when we have a guest on the you know our goal is to make them feel so comfortable that they feel like when they end the show that they've known us for years right that's a great interview and i think that's the reason why people have responded to this podcast in the way that they have so not count, counting it out, but it, it would have to be a little bit more of a controlled environment in the sense of like, you know, you got, you know, you got to be respectful to, to, to the guests that you're bringing on too. So it's, it has nothing to do that we're not going to do it. It's just, we don't really, I think that setup is a little bit more intricate than just blabbing off questions and keeping the lines open. I agree. Cody Mack wants to know uh, if you could bring back one wrestling faction, uh, what faction would it be? Ooh, well, uh, well, I mean, but like right now, like any faction, I mean, any faction, I'm going to say NWO. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's ripe for that in a weird way. I mean, I feel like it's set up for that. I feel like if we had the opportunity where it would really work and the only way it would really work by bringing it back. And I think that that was probably going to be my go-to answer as well is if that, that, that fourth wall was broke down between all wrestling companies because then the NWO could really be this NWO mm -hmm. going into different territories or excuse me, different promotions and taking over. I think that would be incredible. All right. Let's do some lightning round stuff because we don't want to keep our guests waiting for us. Uh, Dub Lady, formerly known as Destiny Don Jefferson, wants to know uh, if I was to go into professional wrestling uh what route would I go? I'm going to paraphrase it. And uh, what kind of music? How do I get into the industry? She's basically asking what she should do. Should she create a resume? What should she leave on and or off of it? Just go to a wrestling school. I think that's the best thing. Every time we've talked to a wrestler, all they say is just go once and then see yeah. how that goes. I mean, that's just. Yeah. And there's a lot of reputable ones out there. And depending on where you are in the world. There is reputable reputable ones that that are probably in your area. Yeah, they might be a couple hundred miles away at times, but 
that'll just prove if you do that, it'll just prove how much you want it. Prove it to everybody else too. That's Destiny has a couple questions. We'll get to them next week because we just want to keep moving through this. Uh, Jacob from Oakland wants to know, I've seen DraftKings and FanDuels do some wrestling bets. Is that something you would do or consider, or what are your thoughts on it? Me personally, I don't like it. I don't want like putting my money on something that's predetermined, uh, that's story-based. I've seen those commercials go over now to FanDuel right now, bet on WrestleMania 30, whatever. I don't – I personally just can't imagine wagering my money on things that – someone else may have an inside track on i can't even believe that's illegal honestly yeah i don't you know how is that even legal i mean a lot of times wrestlers know what's going to happen three months out so unless it's you know obviously you've heard the stories how it's changed that day or 10 minutes before or whatever it is but um yeah i don't you know i don't know i don't really want to i'll bet on football I'll bet on soccer. I won't bet on baseball, and I won't probably wouldn't bet on wrestling. All right. Uh, Bryce M. Funderburg from Texas, who made the cool logos I showed you. The uh, They were awesome. Bryce, uh-huh. great job. He, he said, uh, thank you. He loves the show, and he listens. And he uh, put a nice little thing in here about you, about how um, he's a massive fan, and he once met you in Dallas and gave you a Glamour Shots autograph picture of the Ultimate Warrior, and he wonders if you still have it. I think I do. Really? Yeah, hang on. Hang on. This might take a minute. Well, while you do that, uh, uh, so Bryce, thank you. And by the way, Bryce, uh, I figure I'll say this on the air. We really appreciate the pictures and anything you send us. uh, We're going to use it. So uh, don't come after us for money because we're broke. Uh, (laughs) You don't want my kid to go to community college. Trust me. Um, Isaiah Roman. Uh, he, yeah. he has a wrestling podcast called classic chronicles on YouTube. He wants to know he's getting into booking guests. He wants to know how do we book our guests? Uh, what thought goes into booking our guests and any advice for him? Uh, I will tell you, Isaiah, it's a 50, 50 deal. Uh, it was, oh my gosh, you do still have it. Is that it? I, I don't know. He didn't send me a picture, but uh yeah i'm pretty sure that must be it because i would never ever buy that (laughs) that's awesome yeah Uh, so thank you bryce thank Um, you bryce but yeah isaiah roman classic chronicles on the podcast he's booking the guests we kind of do it 50 50 we started doing it less hectic because we were like two days out trying to book a guest now we go a month out and book guests and Honestly, just just book the guests you feel like would fit your show the best. That's kind of what we do here. Uh, we pass, and you know we're not going to dish or anything, but there are a lot of guys that we kind of pass up on because we just don't feel like it would be a good mix for what we do on this show. So uh, do what you think is best for your show, and and just start reaching out to everybody. Yeah, and I'm, and I you know the fact you know we. See that, and, and the the thing where we might have like a little bit of an advantage in some of this stuff is just because we're around professional wrestling so much, whether it be in our friends, you know, we have a lot of friends, or you know, it, it's it's it's, you know, and then you you built relationships with people who own the companies, and you know, it's so there's 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 so much more into it. But like tonight when we bring Levi Shapiro, I mean, I saw Levi's very first match you know, on the indies. And so, and I've known this kid 
to when he was, you know, from his first match to just recently see him like, you know, last month. So it's like, you know, we're, we're also, we also love the Indies and we also love these local guys too, you know? Well, uh, thank you, Isaiah Roman for reaching out to us. And one last one before we get to Levi, let's get this one in because this is a very interesting one. Dan from Alabama wants to know who would you consider impact wrestling's greatest wrestler? Who? I know. AJ Styles. You think? I think AJ. Um, I mean, I know AJ. I mean, think about what he, AJ accomplished at Impact in TNA. If we're talking about that whole long era of that show. I mean, AJ was the man. I, am, I can't think of another guy. I am I'm gonna I'm gonna surprise you with this one. I'm gonna go Sammy Callahan. Sammy Callahan. I mean, that's for for a lot of years carried that company on his back. AJ was definitely a a shining star, but there were many great pieces around AJ where he didn't have to carry at that time. You you had a Kurt Angle in there, you had uh so many others sting in and out. Uh, and- yeah, but I mean, you know, but if you think, and Sammy is a great choice too, Dennis. I mean, you know, but there was, there's actually a few there. That's and it's really hard, you know. There's tons. tons. I, I, I think the only reason why I said Sammy is there, there was times where he was all by himself and he had to carry that company on his back. And, That's true. And the transformation, and I think uh, you can make that same case for TNA into Impact back in the day, uh, but. But that company was dead in the water. Sammy signs with them, and he's had many old I, – I, I believe, and I'm not speaking for anybody, uh, that whenever he re-signs, there were other companies that were willing to give him maybe more money for him to leave. And from everything I read, he stayed with them out of loyalty. And I, I got to put a little bit of uh, respect on that. Well, you know, I, I, I love Sammy Callahan. I think he's a tremendous wrestler. He's such a great human being, you know, from my experience with him, uh, you know, he can have a, a great match with just about anybody. Actually, he, he can have a great match with anybody. Um, and as a matter of fact, hold on. Is it with your Glamour Shots photo of the Ultimate This World? right here, my friend, is the pizza cutter from Mr. Sami Zayn, or excuse me, Callahan. Sammy Callahan. With some blood on it, even nice that he used in the match against uh, who was it? Omega. Fuck. Omega. I was there. I actually have my picture taken with That's that right. with the cutter. That's right. Yep. So, Sammy Callahan, and this says "Death Machine" on it, and Sammy's little autograph. That's beautiful. All right, and listen. It's still got blood on it. Listen, we've got Levi Shapiro that we're going to get on the podcast. We're going to, at the end of the show, do a little bit more promoting for everything. We don't want to keep him waiting too much longer. Thank you, everybody, for your email submissions. Thank you, everybody, for going to iTunes. If you get your podcast on Apple or iTunes, go over there. We're just, for whatever reason, we decided that this month is a platform we're going to try to promote. Like each month, we'll be like, hey, go to YouTube and do that or go to Stitcher or whatever. This month, a lot of great news for next year, Dennis. A lot of great news. I can't wait. I 
That's all I'm saying. Uh, but until then, go over to Apple, subscribe, rate, leave five stars, leave a comment, help us move up the ranking. So I, I'd like to say we're the little guys compared to all those podcasts because if you looked around in there, we were we were shoehorned between um, – oh, you know what? I'll pull up the picture. Levi can wait, right? Oh, yeah. I mean because it's our show. and so you know, how, fan- how fancy is your editing? not very fancy so that's uh that's gonna work out good for us but if you go back and you look we're shoehorned between uh jeff jared uh road dog matt hardy um Corey graves and your buddy from ftr who now has a podcast dax hardwood we should get him on to talk about his podcast but at 100 i'm gonna actually hit him up I, he's in mexico tonight though they were for triple a and right. i was sort of so well, well, this will be obviously, you know, way after. All right. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, it's a little Levi Shapiro action. Oh. All right, Lars, we teased it a few times. It's Levi Shapiro, a guy who I've become uh, accustomed to over this past year. I'm a big fan of championship wrestling from Arizona, Hollywood, New Mexico, Kansas City, Puerto Rico, Australia. Uh, God, you guys are everywhere with the championship wrestling from blank. Uh, Tacoma, maybe? I don't even know. Delaware? Tuscaloosa. <laughs> yeah, that was Tuscaloosa. what I was trying to pull. You out, You out-joked my joke interview over i'm leaving uh so thank you so much for hanging out big time wrestling i saw a bunch of your big time wrestling stuff on youtube uh lars i'm gonna let you introduce him better than i can on this one so i'm gonna sit back well you know i've known levi how long levi it's got to be at least 10 years now you know it, it has to be more because i saw your first match yeah yes yeah, so your very first 13 years right there yeah yeah, so that was in Vallejo, California, if I'm if memory serves me correct. Uh, yeah, yeah, on the Riz Cup, yeah. Yep, and big time wrestling. So, or was it? Was it the Riz Cup? Yeah, yeah, it was okay. the Riz Cup at first, and then uh, big time okay. down later on. Got you. So I've been a fan of Levi's for a long, long time, and you know, still on the Indies, still working his ass off. He's a great performer. I really wanted to have him on the show because I think. Your perspective is something that everybody can enjoy. You know, we had Vinny Massaro on here. So we've had some of, you know, the guys that you've, you've obviously worked with. But um, yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Levi Shapiro. Yay. Yeah. Levi, I'm going to jump into this. And you are in that generation of social media wrestlers, right? Uh, taught by the old school wrestlers. And was there a clash of the ideals when you were trying to figure out who you are, what you were going to do, how you grow your name? And then you may have had these. And listen, I'm not a big I loved love some of these old guys growing up as fans. But as a podcaster being called a mark and to me, that's a dirty word when I want to give some guy my money and he's insulting me with something like that. But was there a was there a bit of a clash of like, all right, I'm going to get on YouTube. I'm going to upload this. And then these guys are like, no, you shut your mouth. You sit down and and you be uh Jack mistletoe, because that's what I'm going to name you from here on out. And you can't change it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, great, great question. Cause I think um, right now more than ever actually are those things that are really affecting me. Cause at the beginning I was really just kind of getting my feet wet 
and figuring out, you know, what I wanted to do before I really dived into like all the real old school stuff, because even when I started, right, the social media stuff was there, but it still wasn't as prevalent as it was today with like content creation or anything of like, you still kind of advanced when you had like a Periscope, you know, like the early version of live video on Twitter and stuff like that. So if you had like the real handle on that back then, then you were already light years above, you know, there's a couple of people that really sunk into that, like, um, you know, Colt Cabana and stuff like that. And they had their online presence, right? And I was just so enamored with wrestling that all I really did was watch wrestling in high school. And then when I got trained, I was really trying to figure out the art of pro wrestling, right? And um, so that's where the big clash started, I'd say, is that it was starting to kind of already evolve into this evolution. And it was really starting to take the form that it has, right, with the different business compared to back when, right? Because the old business, it's not dead, right? But it's so very low compared to what it was. It was the thing that ruled the world. You made money all over the place because of this specific set of rules in the specific business. So um, I'd say right now it's my biggest, um, you know, fork in the road and now more than ever have I really sat in the last couple of years and gone, all right, I need to brand Levi Shapiro. I need to really explain what um, timeless really is for me and how can I bring up these uh, old wrestlers, the destroyer, Terry Funk, uh, Dory Funk, Dory Funk senior, you know, how, how are these names going to be um, presented to the modern era of kids that only know that, you know, they don't know Hulk Hogan. They don't even know John Cena was a wrestler sometimes. So I really think that branding in that way is going to help not only teach the people, but then it's going to really sink into what I love. And that's the history of professional wrestling. And so using that medium with social media and with content creation is um, my next, my next step actually. Well, you know, watching you over the years and watching you develop and you, you're a little bit of a throwback in the sense because you really try to bring that psychology to the matches. And, and on the indie scene, you know, the psychology may not be the most important thing these days. It's more like a trampoline show just to get the oohs and the ahs and the, the little like clips on, on YouTube or whatever it is or, you know, TikTok or whatever. So when you're building the match now with that kind of school coming into it, do you find much resistance with some of the newer wrestlers? I mean, you've been doing it now for over a decade, but some of these guys with five and six years, like you said, maybe not be aware of some of the older generation or the psychology that played and drew so much fucking money because that's what it, the psychology is what drew the money. So um, do you ever have a hard time explaining that to an opponent? Um, definitely, definitely. Um, and not in like a bad way, like, you know, um, me and him are heated and, you know, like, I don't want to do what he does and he doesn't want to do what I do. Um, but, you know, like, it's it's definitely new and it's a new thing. And, you know, there's a couple top independent guys that I've tangled with, um, like down on Championship Wrestling, right, where they want to kind of bring out all these high spots. And I was like, yo, like, we have a program. We have, so you're not going to hit that big high spot till maybe second match, maybe the third match. Tease it on the first one maybe tease it again and get it right if i'm the heel i'm going to maybe yank it away and then really pay it off on that third one but in their eyes they're like oh man i'm not hitting my spot three times this is what gets me over you know so um but they played with it but i don't know if it really went you know in one year and out the other and i think a lot of the newer guys 
are um, open to it, you know, but it's so foreign, like calling on the fly even, right? It's right. so foreign to some of these people that it just, it won't work in the right because you have to do it seven to 10 times with anybody before maybe that match, right? So if you're trying it on shows, the quality may not be there and the, you know, it just may not work. So it's a whole different program with that now, but I, for the most part, guys are down with it, but even myself, and it was a big pill to swallow. I have to be accepted of the modern generation and work my style in with it also. Do, do you, for your style, which I was about to use the word unique, but it's just a throwback, but it's unique for the kids today. Do you feel like there's a glass ceiling for your style that, that no matter how good you are or how hard you try, you're just going to bump your head at a certain level and you may not be able to break through? Um, I don't know, honestly. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm still here grinding. I think, you know, there's times where I'm down on myself and go, oh, man, I've been here for a long time. I, I know I'm a good hand. You know, I know I can get And If I were on this top level, if I had some eyes on me that, you know, I just need a couple chances, right, to really prove that I can go with these guys. I can do what I need to do. But at the same time, maybe I'm not meeting the right people. I'm not in the right places at the right moments, right? Because all you can really do is do you for an extended amount, right? And if that lands in the right area, then it does. And if it doesn't, then maybe you got to just keep on tracking until it does land in front of the right person. Um, I, I think overall, uh, it's completely possible. And I think the most excellent description of that is Dax and FTR, you know? Um, when I was in a tag team, when the revival came around it was me and bud right it was like cut from the same exact cloth so back when i started to do this old school stuff it wasn't around as much and now the old school thing is a little bit more intertwined which is cool and it's amazing to see because i don't want to be just the one old school guy i wanted to be one old school guy in the sea of guys that can work in that cloth well you know i think a lot of the more entertaining matches are the ones that are slow and there's not a lot of bunch of jumping around and stuff like that, because obviously it doesn't mean anything. It's just for the moment. And I understand that, that style of wrestling. So, um, and I enjoy it, but I don't think it should be every match on the card. Um, you've been working in the Bay area pretty much since you started. Um, how would you say the Bay area and the independent scene in the Bay area, San Francisco, California Bay area is what I'm talking about. How does that different from the other places that you've been able to work? um i don't know if it's just because i'm biased right but then raised by the cow palace and such illustrious wrestling history right and um apw and pro wrestling iron mike modest right like such a legendary and rich history within the territory can only be rivaled by so many other places you know like new york and in the northeast texas right uh very few there's among but um so that like that hits really deep with me because the cow palace is what helped me dive into everything right it was ray stevens it was roy shires pat patterson's like the nosedive was deep right there but then the other history was thick so like when i got to go to new york i got to experience uh the whole new england side of the circuit and uh it's just it's just a different vibe right it's it's just like california living compared to New York living, right? Um, I'm sure with you, Lars, you can say the same thing, right? Some of the music is just a little bit different everywhere you go, yeah. a little bit of style, just the way you hit the certain chord or something, right? That's the real, like the 
overall fundamentals are still the same, although slightly tweak, I think. Um, so like just seeing the different language of it is really the cool thing about it. I, and I wouldn't say that California is like the best, right? But I'm super biased. And I think we've always been a good hidden gem because everything and anyone that's really hit a major. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Your star level, um, it's almost changed the game in certain ways. You know what I mean? I think that from the area of, um, you know, Ray Stevens all the way to Bailey right now. Uh, right. People that literally I mean change the business. And even John Cena got his start in Southern California as yep. a prototype. So it's like, I mean, that's, you know, and the rock is, you know, from the Bay area, right. Yep. Born and raised. So yeah. there you go. As a guy who's never been to a wrestling school, uh, never even thought about it because I'm short and dumpy and old and not agile. I'm better on this side of the mic. Uh, you sound has, wonderful, by the way. I just, I have you know what? Impeccable. I like you. This Levi guy, we may keep him around for yeah. at least two more shows. Anyways, I, I got different backgrounds. I got different backgrounds. Good. I'm going to need a mid-background change out of you into a dancing song. So, uh, but that's at the 30-minute mark. But until then, uh, as a guy who started in the industry still in the industry is breaking into wrestling still the same as it was when you did it has there been an evolution because i know everybody always comes up and goes how do i get into the industry and everybody says go to wrestling school hard work and that's all you can really do but it, with social media and whatnot has getting has has getting into the industry changed i think so a hundred percent um, just within the last five years, you know, I mean, look at, um, 
you know, a Bad Bunny, right? And Jake Paul, right? These social media influencers. Bad Bunny is the biggest artist in the world. Um, and, and wrestling just is more acceptable nowadays, which is cool too. So it's definitely a little bit easier if you have the wants, right? If you have the social media following, if you have the business side of stuff, and then you kind of enter into wrestling as that fan, right? A lot of that stuff's already set, right? Because my hardest, the hardest thing for me ever is consistency. So, you know, producing content, media, Twitter, all that stuff. It's just, it's so much for me because I was always trying to be that solid worker that has a really good promo pack and can, you know, mingle around. But it's so much more than that now, you know? It's truly more than anything. Um, so it, it, it's... It's not harder or any sense. I think it's the same exact way because you just kind of find the areas, find the school that's closer, people you like, um, or travel, right? Reputable schools all over the world. Um, and you just train and then you kind of get in, right? But if you know somebody, which is always the biggest, I think that's the biggest secret in professional wrestling right now in my eyes. It's all who you know and right place, right time. So if you have any of those on your side too, the the insertion can can fast track you to you know to the world well you know one big argument that's been happening and i'm hearing a lot about late, lately is how ratings on tv shows wrestling related tv shows are at historical lows right now as we speak but yet you go to any kind of indie show uh let's say west coast pro it's normally a jam-packed house standing room only so it's like Yet the indie show is still packed to the gills, you know, maybe not all of them, but then your TV ratings are at the lowest that they've ever been in the history of wrestling, right? Yep. So do you feel like right now with all of the content that's out there, do you think that's part of the reason why um, people are not watching it live when it happens? Because you can now watch it three days later, or you can, you basically can pick and choose. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's, I think there's multiple reasons of that, right? Um, the number one thing, the thing that kills me the most, too many choices, right? So it's just so many choices all over the place. Uh, oh, man, I want, uh, I got to watch Hell's Kitchen tonight. Or I got to watch uh, Breaking whatever, Saul, whatever, you know? Uh, so you're watching that while the time hey, the wrestling Levi, goes. you just named like two out of three shows that aren't even on TV anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's old school. He's a throwback. He's a throwback. This motherfucker still got a DVR. His problem solved. They're not on TV anymore. I hey, just, man, I'm, I'm watching the show of the shirt that you're wearing. I'm a Cheers guy, you know? So love it. that's what I'm watching at the time when some things are going live, right? And um, and and then also uh, the, um, what's what's the, what's the, the key? The, the demo, right? The demo is usually younger people or something too, right? Maybe they didn't live up in that time when you had to watch something live. They've always been accustomed to just watching it whenever. So, I don't know if the on-demand um, factors into the Nelsons, right? Or how, how ratings work because working with uh, Marquez, right? And Hollywood and stuff and championship wrestling, like we're on so many different syndications throughout. Then he's always posting these ratings numbers. And I'm like, I, I have no clue what any of these mean, right? Um, so it, I think it's, it's a little bit of both. I think the fact that you can watch it whenever, so it's whatever. And then sometimes people don't even have the attention span to watch an hour and a half of wrestling anymore, much less three, right? Right. You bring up this great point about uh, championship wrestling from, you know, presented by Car, Car Shield. And 
you know, uh, we poke fun, but for whatever the reason, you guys deliver a great product in so many different markets. But when you talk to the average wrestling fan, it seems like the product doesn't get the respect that it deserves or I, I don't even know how to ask this question, but where where in your mind is that disconnect from like maybe the WWE and the NWA fan missing out for the championship wrestling from Hollywood fan? Well, I think I think the main thing um, is that it's gone through a lot of inceptions recently, right? And it was always uh, it was NWA when Dave Marquez owned the NWA and booked the world champion, and then there was all that fallout. And so it was championship wrestling um, from Hollywood. And then they opened in Arizona and then they tried to Memphis and then they consolidated everything during the pandemic. And now it's championship wrestling presented by car shield. Right. Um, so it's a lot. And then there's still a Memphis one, which is like an off brand because Memphis is Memphis. It's its own world. Right. So if we, they're, they're doing their own, they're doing good by themselves. So no reason to bring them into the world, I guess. But um so that that hurts them a lot right so many different changes they don't know this a lot of the top stars are gone but they're all on tv right i um i think i think i heard that la uh wwe was in la right and my buddy was back there working as an extra and he's looking around and he's like 50 percent, if not more of these guys came through the hollywood process right because he works with me down there and so it's like it's 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 a good path, right? Especially if you're a California guy. I think Dave's a good guy. He's always treated me very very well, um, but he gets a bad rep just from Dave being Dave. I think you know, and I think the biggest thing is distribution. It's because we're on television, right? And nobody watches television much anymore, which saddens me. But um, you know, and then when it's on YouTube, it's on YouTube, and that's a that's a complicated story that I don't want to really dig deep. So um that's you know it's it's uh it needs to be blasted right it needs to be right there you're scrolling on your twitter machine right bam there it is it's the championship wrestling you don't have to go through a couple different versions to get through whatever just need to shut everything down rebranded and kind of presented as um something completely different i think and then the uh the stink i guess or the mustard may it may kind of rinse away you know because uh, it's been a quality product for, for over 10 years and dave's produced 52 weeks of television every year and that's that's a tough thing to do agreed you're a fan i know that you're a fan right but then you're also in the business right so it's like you know a musician who loves music and goes to a show dirt sheets do you pay attention to them What's your thoughts upon, uh, about them? Because they seem like they cause more trouble. It's like the Bible. That causes yeah. more trouble than it actually does any more any good sometimes. Um, you know. I yes, mean, and I said the Bible. I said the Bible. <laughs> so if you got any hate mail, bring it on. Go ahead. Just just a shout out to all of our Christian fans out there. Thanks for downloading and listening. Huge Faith Plus One fan. Huge yeah. Faith Plus One fan. Yeah. Um, of, uh, whatever that band was, that whatever. Go ahead. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, uh, that's a tough cookie, right? Because a lot of dirt sheet writers, it's another way for guys to kind of get in the business without being in the business. You can elbow your way into locker rooms, right? Big financial events, WrestleCon. It's just another form of content creation within the wrestling world now, honestly. Um, I think that, you know, having reporters, right? Having some people that can disperse some wrestling news, right? In a, in a, 
sensible way, right? I think that's that can be pretty viable and good for the modern the modern world. Um, but you know, like um, you know, like clickbait and stuff like that, just you know, trying to raffle up um all this other stuff, but like look what it's doing to product, right? Like it's changing um weeks of television and uh, total direction and focus points and um it's almost running a company right just because of what people want to say about stuff on the internet which is fake anyway like it, it it's it's uh it's kind of a little much but um i think it's another thing in the machine of the modern day professional wrestling that you're just gonna have to to live with right and be around are are you personally where you want to be in your wrestling five year plan? I don't I don't know if you had a plan where you're like when I'm in the industry for ten years I'm gonna be here, and wrestling's weird where you you don't really get big until you're thirty eight when every you know, but for you uh, you know we tend to talk to a lot of guys that are in the middle or into their careers but you're still relatively a young pup in the wrestling industry even with 10 plus years under your belt where how far off are you from where you feel like you you should be or you want to be in the industry oh man that's a tough quite i mean um we so, ask hard questions here uh, levi it's uh hard ones well it, hit, it hits me deep right because i think you know um Ideally, right? 13 years in, that's a lot of bumps. I've traveled a lot of roads. Pretty proud of myself to say I think I've done uh, 13 or 14 states. And as a West Coast person, that's um, incredible, right? If you're living in the, the East or the South, you hit seven states in a weekend, right? But um, I've, I can hang up a map with all four corners of the U.S. Um, I can, I've got some pins, which is uh, very proud, right? I've done a lot of things. Nowhere near where I want to be. Um, you know, I still... Um, I have a job, you know, I, I st I'm still not making a living from wrestling um, in any way too. And uh, hopefully this doesn't take me on a, a left turn tangent, right? But I love everything about professional wrestling. If I need to stop wrestling to perform another duty of wrestling that may be able to get me to um, anywhere else, I'll, I'll do it, right? I want to have that laundry list on my resume I want to be a production guy. I want to be a commentator. I want to be a ring announcer. I want to be a backstage segment. I want to be the wrestler. I like, if you need it, I can do it. Right. But I'd love to do the wrestling part worldwide. That's it. All right. That's the dream. But overall, I, I think there's not enough people like myself to take that step back to produce the content of professional wrestling as a whole. Everyone just wants to be the star a lot of the time, you know? Um, so I feel like that kind of took a left turn for me personally, but uh, here I am 13 years. I had a nasal reconstructive surgery at the beginning of this year. I have to get another one on the right side just so I can breathe properly to try to excel to myself, to be, get to that next level, to be international and be, I don't care about being an, an indie darling, honestly. Right. I, I like, I'd love to travel and go all over the place on someone else's dime, a little bit of my dime if need to, if we need to work that way. I just don't want to do it all myself, right? That's the ultimate dream. And then if I can get some time in the upper echelons so I can learn from the people that have learned from the people that I admire, because it's always about who inspired the person that you're inspired by. That's my model. And if I can do any of that, that's where I'd be where I'd want to be, right? I don't need to be there for 30 years. 
I don't know if I can handle that. I don't even know if I can handle that and achieve to get to, um, you know, a top level, right? Who knows? But I want to be able to get there to experience it for myself so then I can hand off that knowledge down the line. Because if I don't go for 20 years, if I don't go for five years, if I go for a year, at least I had that year of whatever I've done. And that's what I can impart on the next generation. You know, I, 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 I've been thinking here about why I wanted you on this podcast. And, it, and first and foremost, because I know how much you love professional wrestling and this podcast and this show is all about our love for professional wrestling. Secondly, you know, I wanted to have you on because I figured you'd be, have a good perspective on the new generation coming out and the old generation going, or new generation coming in and the old generation going out. Um, where you're sat right now, with all of the knowledge that you've been able to acquire by, you know, such legendary dudes, like some of the names that you, you mentioned. I mean, on this show, we've had Hall of Famers, we've had independent workers, we've had guys currently on TV, world champions. Um, do you find yourself in a place where you're like, God damn it, I'm going to have to hang this up. Are you at that moment right now? No, honestly, I think I'm kind of digging myself out of that moment, honestly. You know, I think um, when I came back in April from the surgery, um, West Coast Pro, right? That's like my home right now, along with championship wrestling. Those are like my two homes, honestly. Um, they went through this whole um, just skyrocket up, right? And it's like one of the top premier promotions in the world right now. And um, and I'm there. I'm, I'm that's That's my home. That's my place, right? And so it was a lot of... Um, pressure on myself nobody else put any of this pressure on I put it on myself because I want to strive to achieve to be on these top levels as you know speedball Mike Bailey Titus Alexander um, you know Jacob Fatu who's like my oos right that's like my boy and I see a lot of myself in him right and so um, I, I want that right and how does it click with the fans how do I get to that spot how do I get over how do I get over I'm screaming in the world how do I get over you know, and um, and it, it just kind of didn't work like that through the end of this year, honestly. You know, I was striving. I was trying to find my way. I was kind of figuring out what is this Levi Shapiro? What is the modern day Levi Shapiro, which is definitely more of a Haas influence, right? Definitely a lot more Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, fucking Butch Reed and stuff like that. And coming out of that, how do I how do I get over? Right. And so personally, I don't think that it really got to the level that I really tried to aim for. And so as I'm closing the year out, I didn't have a lot of bookings to close the year, you know, and I'm taking some time off at the beginning of the year in a way um, to do other wrestling related things, right. To support the company, to make sure that we're able to skyrocket. Um, but then I asked myself, like, why am I not there? Why am I not in these places? Why am I not on flights weekly? You know, and, um, I, I have a great job. I have a wonderful house, beautiful girlfriend, got a car. I'm not living on the street, right? I'm not hungry. Um, do I have to take more of the jump, right? So um, coming out of that, been in the gym, refocusing myself, going, yes, I have the ability. You can do this, right? You just, you just got to keep grinding. And so coming out of that now, I'm really excited looking into the new year to have the kind of new focus with that. Um, to not really worry about screaming, you know, wh why am I not there or why isn't it my time? Just work harder, work harder and let's push through because 
somebody's going to be watching one day and it's going to pay off. You, you know, you said something interesting and I'm a guy that has a real job. I have to get up at three 30 in the morning, every morning, go to work 10 hours, an hour to work, an hour home. And I do this and I love this with a passion. You and we've talked to a couple guys that have had the real jobs while they were wrestling. And I, I love diving into it because when I left the fantasy football world with ESP and all that stuff to do a wrestling podcast, I felt embarrassed. Like, ah, oh, I can't tell my friends, and I'm not gonna tell the guys I work with that I'm doing a wrestling podcast because we all know what a factory. I don't know what you do, Levi, but I'm in a factory, and a factory life is a very shitty, unfun life, and people are horrible to each other in there when you lead this double life do many people know what you do on the side is this something that you had to kind of keep quiet from from your real world work um no no you know um and it's a funny story actually because when i started wrestling um i used to work for a speaker company meyer sound right which is a bay area rooted speaker company my, my dad has ends there so i used to build speakers right and it was awesome right world-renowned speakers that guys like metallica and uh, you know all these things and i'd also do um stagehand work union stagehand work right and so kind of tricks of the trade right i was kind of getting primed to be a union rigger and stuff like that but i just started wrestling right and so i was always no matter what every weekend another show it didn't matter where going to portland and it doesn't matter what show this and that right so i didn't really keep the job so I had to find something that was going to be able to align with the wrestling, right? And that's what I tell all the guys in class too. It's like, you got to find something that you can try to get days off spare notice. You know, you got to be able to, you don't have to plan six months in advance to take a weekend off, right? Because shows are going to pop up like that. So, so I got a job at a pizza place, right? And I started delivering pizza and it was cool. It was a good way to make money, have the weekends off. And they're like, hey, you know, you get a $2 raise if you make pizza. And I was like, excellent, let's go, right? So I've made pizza my entire wrestling career. So it's 13 years now. And now I work for a popular co-op in the Bay Area, right? Which is a pizza cheese co-op. Um, very, It's a good job. It's not, it's not bad, right? But during that time, I've never had to really hide that I was a wrestler. And at one point, my <laughs> funny story, my... My uh, my boss comes up to me one day. He's like, "Hey man, I can't find your check in the back." And I was like, uh, "Oh yeah." He's like, "Yeah, I don't see a check for Levi Shapiro." I was like, "Well, that's because Levi Shapiro is not my real name, buddy." And so he had to go back. He's like, "Oh, I, I never knew that." You know, I was like, worked there for like two years at that time. And he's like, oh, "I never knew that." You know? So you know, it kind of goes hand in hand, right? And and it always helps to kind of promote the shows and stuff like that. And I've made some world, you know, lifelong friends, but. Um, it's, it's always gone to the wrestling, right? It's always wrestling was always number one, right? And so now I'm trying to figure out in this moment, like I have a really good job. And if I take these days off, right, I may not make as much money as the exposure worth it is the time worth it. You know, all those kind of things come into factor now as compared to before it was like, Oh, let's go. We're wrestling in LA for 15 bucks. Let's go. Yeah, it's insane, you know, just to be on the independent circuit. I mean, you know, I, I think people truly don't understand, you know. Um, well, I guess for my last question of the night, I just want to say thanks again for coming on and joining joining us this evening. And it's been really awesome. Um, All-time favorite place to work. 
Uh, you, I mean, you've mentioned West Coast Pro, you mentioned a, uh, APW, you mentioned a lot of these other Bay Area companies, big time wrestling. Um, when you when when you look back at the end of uh, of today, looking back, where where's been your favorite place to work so far? Uh, there's a few, you know, there's a few. Um, getting to work Tennessee was pretty cool. Um, Dyersburg, Tennessee, which is pretty tight. Me and Bud did tag match over there. Uh, so that was always really cool. It was just a hot, you know, shed. Um, that was fun. Uh, Cauliflower Alley Club in Las Vegas is a, has always been a kind of interesting thing. Um, that's all. That's a whole pot. We can do a whole podcast just on that alone, you know. Um, getting to wrestle at the Cow Palace was, you know, a dream come true, personally. You know, uh, it's pretty cool to, to know just that I've walked the hallowed halls at some of my, you know, personal heroes. Um and then uh, just kind of like VFW halls, right? All, all over these random little places, right? You go to this spot in, um, you know, uh, Timbertown, um, Oregon or something, right? It's this little shack or something. And you wrestle in front of the people, but the people are into it. You know, they're like, they're, you know, they're thinking that. And people in Portland still think it's real or something like that, right? Um, so a, a lot of those, a lot of the places are really, uh, memorable you know uh, there's the Los Alamitos VFW Hall which I've made met plenty of memories in um, yeah some good times right there plenty more to come you know what I mean plenty more to come man you know I I, I have nine different questions for you and I, I like the fact that we we take a guy like Levi we humanize him because a lot of people, I don't think they understand or see the struggles it takes to get to an AEW or WWE or even an NWA or or a championship wrestling for Hollywood. When and I'm this isn't like a contract or anything question, but when your contract is up, how do you determine what your next step is? Because it sounds like you are happy where you are, but you have a hunger for more how do you balance and, and do you even think about this of i've got i've got a great job am i going to have to quit it to go to aew dark or nwa uh, are you scared because a lot of the most successful people say you know if if you have that that safety net you're not going to succeed and you have a safety net with a job do you, do you how do you weigh these these questions uh, it's, it's deep, right? It's daily battle, honestly, you know, um, I think, I think personally, if I were to be a little bit more, uh, consistent, right. And post my opinions or stuff that I think, right. I just have a little bit more of an inter internet presence. Uh, I think I can get a little bit farther. Right. I, I think that's something that I've, um, I've slacked on. I've, I've regretted almost. Right. And, um, it's not that, I want to rely on the safety net, right? I, I want, I just want to live, right? And so I think after a while, it's going to be a thing where it's like, okay, you got to shit or get off the pot and you got to make a choice where, you know, uh, or hopefully, hopefully it comes with the way that I've been trying to do is that work hard, get your eyes in front of places, right? Have your job and then you get some tryout or you can get in the right place or something. You go to do that and then they make your decision to make that jump a little easier, right? um but you know those are real things right do i want to live in florida 
you know, do I want to sign a contract for half the amount of money that I'm making right now to live my dream? You know what I mean? Like, um, these are real things. And, and I'll tell you what, I've heard a lot of things that people are signing the first com contracts that come their way, no matter what contract gets put in your face and they sign it. Well, I'm really understanding what that means, right? You got to understand what contract signing and you got to understand what that contract is doing for you. So uh, I think personal goals is, is a way to think about what's next. You know, I think that's a big drive. And um, after that, it's what, what kind of mark I really want to leave. Lars, is there anything else? Where can people find you since we're talking about social media? Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe today is the first day for, of the rest of your life. Where can we're, people find you on the internet? We're doing it. We're doing it. You know, yeah. I've got uh, Instagram and Twitter, at uh, Levi Shapiro, very easy. Um, trying to trying to manage on the TikToks, trying to, you know, kind of get in there at least and have the presence around. Um, but I'm most active on Twitter um, and, and Instagram. So at Levi Shapiro, no space. Um, you know, I've got a Twitch thing that I'm trying to get back up, you know, um, hit me up, hit me up on Twitter. If you like wrestling, let's talk some wrestling. You know, my expertise is 1970s wrestling, eighties wrestling. I was born on nineties wrestling and I've lived through the two thousands. So, uh, I, I appreciate this a lot guys. Lars, it's a, it's a personal honor, dude. You know what I mean? Like growing up fucking loving you. And it's just so cool that we can talk on this and, um, just like going to Cauliflower Alley, right? When I'm there seeing Jake the Snake Roberts, except as if I was there as a brethren of his in the ring of friendship, you know? And so I look at you as a peer now, and that's a big personal honor for myself. And Dennis, anybody wearing a cheer shirt with the, the silver voice, I've got it. Well, that was not as long as Lars's, so I'll wait. <laughs> um, I, I will say... The talking to you has been a pleasure. I didn't know what to expect coming into this, and I leave this going, dude. I I could play Call of Duty with this guy. This is a a no, no, nah, not a Call of Duty guy. My girlfriend uh, hates it, but I I, I just hate all those virtual island. No, no, you know I'm a I'm a what's the big game I'm playing? I'm a Red Dead kind of guy. Ah, well, no one like perfect. stories. Stories. Well, honestly, Levi, I've been a fan of yours for a long time. I've always loved to watch you work. Um, you know, I think that you're an incredible talent, and I look forward to see what 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 the future brings for you. So, thank you for coming on, my man. Thank and, you very much. And one last thing, everybody, and Levi, I know you, that you've already subscribed to this podcast. You've rated. You've left a comment because I I know that you're not that kind of guy that would come on the show without supporting us by going to iTunes. If you have an iPhone, subscribe, rate five stars, leave a comment. It helps us move up the rankings because right now we're sticking it to Corey Gray. So that's exactly, yeah. yes, that's where we want to be. Shots <laughs> fired, Corey, because I know you listen too. Um, but uh, thank you guys. Remember wrestling perspective at gmail.com if you want to get your questions in. Uh, I got all your questions that you emailed, Levi. We didn't ask them at the top of the show, but just know they're they're in a in a bank for later. So Excellent. that's the part two and three. That is exactly it. But thank you, Levi, so much thank for you. coming on. Uh, hopefully everybody at Fightful, hopefully everybody watching wherever you get it will go out and just check in on this Levi guy because he is somebody that, you know what, if there's – here's the best way to put it, and I don't want to get preachy with you guys, but uh, every wrestler has to start somewhere. 
and John Cena didn't become John Cena. Kofi Kingston didn't wake up and become Kofi Kingston. MJF started somewhere too, and everybody needs support. And part of it is just going to check him out. He may not be your bag of tea. That's fine, but go cup of tea, cup of bag of tea, cup of tea. (laughs) Fuck you. Go check out Levi Shapiro. Thank you, everybody. Levi, thank you for hanging out with us. Thanks a lot, y'all. It's been fun. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.